As we uh, continue in worship, I invite Mary to come forward in just a second to read the scripture. And uh, it's a very brief passage of scripture, but for the church, when they heard it out of 1 Timothy, Mary, come on up. Uh, as it was um, given, there's a lot of things about this book that's interesting, including the fact that many folks think it was never a letter to begin with, but it was actually a sermon. And that as it was captured, it was in this point where, dare I say, the preacher brought it home about what Christ makes possible for us to tie the past and the present and the future together. Hear these words from 1 Timothy. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are children, God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is, and all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mary. Would you join with me in prayer? Help us today, because of this worship, because of your presence in our life, to make a connection between past, present, and future, not only in our minds, but far more in our hearts. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts and prayers and gifts and offerings of all kinds in this service bring us to that point and no other. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. All Saints Sunday has been celebrated for over 1,600 years in the church. It is a festival day celebrating those who have lived the faith and have gone on before us into eternity. Sometimes, though, I find people get confused, even though it's been a part of the church for over 1,600 years, as to what it is and why do we do it. I've had people say to me, Pastor Rick, it just feels so Catholic. And, and it's interesting how they say that word. Some people say, it feels so Catholic. And some people say, Catholic. And everything in between. And, and of course, I understand where that comes from. But they say, but Pastor Rick, we don't have a history of saints like the Roman Catholic Church does. And no, we don't. Not exactly. But the truth is, we don't pray to saints, right? In the same way. But don't you talk to them? I do. Now, they're not saints that probably any of you would recognize, but they're the saints of my life, people I've loved. Have you ever found yourself talking with someone who was not on earth anymore? We all have some understanding about life with loved ones who've gone before us. And that's a real thing, I think, for most people. 
So while we may not have veneration of saints in the same way as our brothers and sisters from the Roman Catholic tradition do, it is indeed a fact that we do honor those who've come before us, and we do remember especially certain ones more than annually. Sometimes people think that All Saints Sunday is a day of remembrance, and, I, and of course it is that. We just listed names of people that as Laura was reading them, I had pictures in my mind uh, of a number of those folks that I spent time with, was blessed to be with in various moments here and elsewhere. It's a time when we dedicate memorials, at least in this church, it's part of our tradition and a good tradition, and one I know we will continue to do. But sometimes churches even get confused about that. We we dedicate memorials, but I've been in places where people thought the gift was what was to be venerated. That somehow the object became sacred turf. The object becomes sacred memory. What is sacred about a memorial gift is not the gift, it's the memory of the one that we remember. When my grandmother passed away, uh, our church had an opportunity to do some things in Montrose, and so one of the things we did is our family decided that we would give memorial money to renovate what became, in essence, the parlor. And uh, we furnished it and worked with the church to do that, and the carpet and the paint and all that good stuff. And and that was, for us, always a place that we remembered Grandma Crans. Eight years later, the church came back and said, we need to tear those walls out. We said yes, because it was continuing the ministry. The memorial gifts were given in celebration of the ministry and Grandma Crans. When we walk in that church, you think we forgot Grandma Crans ever again? No. But we celebrate the ministry that was propelled. The memorial committee of this church does an amazing job and have a very hard task to do and a very honorable work to do. They receive the gifts that people give in memory of loved ones. They help them, as you just saw, find ways in which to use those monies into practical things to help advance ministry. And then periodically those things get retired memory of the saints doesn't get forgotten. In this construction project, we've had to tear out some memorials. They're gone because we had to build a wall or whatever. Have we forgotten the saints if they're remembered? No. And at the end of the project, we will have a moment in a worship service where we remember again those saints. Because that's what matters the most, is remembrance, the connection, the affirmation that those people still matter to us and always will. But the truth is, all things pass away. There is no memorial gift that doesn't eventually go away. 1,600 years, they aren't all still here, but the memory of the saints remains sacred. Today we celebrate that sacredness. But we do so with more than just memory. Today is not really functionally not about memory at all. It's about a connection. 
I'm not asking you simply to remember some folks today. I'm asking you to stay connected with some people today. Because All Saints Sunday reminds us that death never won. I do not make light of grief. I do not say, hey, stand here today cavalierly saying, you know, someone's gone, but they're still with us, and ignore the deep grief and pain that that can bring. That it's real. In some ways, they're not with us anymore. We can't touch them. We can't talk to them in the same interaction. We can't feel their love in the same way. And that hurts. Because when you choose to love, you run the risk of one day having to grieve the loved one who's no longer with you. It's worth the risk. But all St. Sunday tells us that my loved ones who've gone on before me and all of the saints who have served Christ throughout all of those years, generations upon generations before me, I'm still very much with because this is what we know. Because of Jesus Christ, life and death are not separated by a great chasm. Jesus Christ makes those two realities able to be connected to each other. So that today when we worship, I have this truth in my soul that lets me know that when I come forward in a few minutes to receive this sacrament of Holy Communion, when I reach for the bread, it is not just me reaching for the bread. It is those loved ones in heaven who are reaching for the same body of Christ with me. You never take communion alone. You never worship alone. Because those who have gone on are in worship right now. And when you come forward, or if we bring it to you where you sit, as you receive the sacrament of Holy Communion today, it is a reminder that when you come forward to your right to your left, around you in ways that defy definition. We are all one. For me, this is where I come to remember those loved ones who I still grieve. Because this is a place where life and death become new life in a wonderful way. When we sing for all the saints, which I can't help but sing really loud. I'm sorry, Laura. I just have to sing it loud. It is one of those triumphant hymns for me. Because we are together with a united body of Christ. Which death cannot end. Today we come in faith knowing this. Right now, everyone in this room, right now, we are God's children. Not because you've earned it. Not because you're different or better than anyone. But because Christ has claimed you. It's that simple. It is the unconditional love you cannot stop being yours. We are all God's children. 
And what we will be has not yet been revealed. I do not understand so much about what that will look like. But this we do know. When Christ is revealed, when all of that is revealed to us, it will have a taste of what we already know. Unconditional love of Christ. But here's the most amazing thing to think about too. Jesus is not just about the past and the present. Jesus is about the future too. So when I come up to worship, when I come up to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion, I not only image and feel the presence of loved ones who I think of so richly in my life, I feel the presence of those who are yet to come. Those who one day will be in this place or another place honoring Christ. Those who are to be the generation who one day will read our name. Or remember us as those who stood as faithfully as we knew how to now so they could be faithful then. So today, when you come forward to receive this sacrament of Holy Communion, I invite you to think of your loved one's past. I want you to bring them forward with you because quite literally, they're already coming alongside you. I want you to be particularly mindful of those who literally are standing physically with you coming forward because they are the saints of this day along with you and their presence and your presence together is critical as well. And I want you to feel and pray for those who are not even yet but God has in their mind. God knows that they're coming and we worship with them and for them as well. Come and receive this sacrament. We, as many as we are, that we can see. Me, we, as many as there are and beyond that we can feel. And those whom we have not yet met who one day We'll worship here too. Amen.